It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. We're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Hope you're doing all right today. A lot of stuff to go over, and we probably won't get to everything. But first, today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out his website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. I'll give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. And as you can see, I'm donning uh, my new uh, Sal's uh, T-shirt, so uh, uh, check it out. Uh, today's show is also being brought to us in part by Gawk Box. What is it? Well, it could save you some money, even get you some stuff for free, and it helps us out. Visit our website, billycboxing.com. And uh, click on the Gawk Box banner. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Sea Palms uh, Resort. Uh, check out their website and uh, stay tuned. We'll be talking about uh, our event that's taking place uh, at the Sea Palms in August. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll get to that today. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book tom molino from bondage to baddest man on the planet is available right now where all good books are sold and you can get a copy of it right now by uh, going to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com if you're looking to get a signed copy uh visit our website billycboxing.com and click on the book you can't miss it all right uh i want to give a shout out to uh we're still experimenting with uh our facebook uh stream facebook live so uh if you're uh, watching comment uh, we try to uh, respond uh, to the facebook uh, live comments but don't forget we have uh, our chat room uh, up on billycboxing.com that is our, our official chat room where we uh, comment and stuff like that so uh, anyway all right you all know we did our post fight show uh, on uh, sergey kovalev andre ward rematch we gave you our thoughts we have uh, a bunch of emails now i've accumulated some emails from uh, last week when we were on the road uh plus a lot of them concerning uh the fight that took place this weekend uh this past weekend between uh kovalev and uh, andre ward uh ending uh in a ward victory by knockout uh i'll give you uh, my final thoughts on that in a second uh we also got some boxing news to talk about but today you know, this Mayweather-McGregor fight was made official and watching the uh, uh, Ward-Kovalev rematch, we got to see uh, the executive director of the Nevada State Athletic Commission, Bob Bennett, 
uh, stumbling, bumbling, bumbling, and stumbling uh, about making a decision with the Guillermo uh, Rigendahl fight. Uh, and it prompted me to move forward and drop a line to Mr. Bennett uh, and the Nevada State Athletic Commission concerning uh, the McGregor-Mayweather uh, fight uh, and my concerns, which I'll get to a little bit later. We got a lot of emails. We're going to get them out of the way. And if we don't read your email today, if you sent one in uh, over the last uh, week, uh, fear not because we will get to them uh, by the end of this week. Uh, not so much tomorrow, because we got a busy show, but most likely on Thursday. And speaking of tomorrow, our blast from the past, as per request, Prince Hasim Hamed. Uh, we will uh, be doing Prince Nassim Hamed uh, tomorrow with Alex Papali. And Boxing Hall of Famer Larry Hazard will join us. Of course, we'll get his thoughts on the uh, fiasco in Vegas between Ward and Kovalev, and then some. But joining us right now, uh, we had a lot of fun uh, last week, which we'll get to later uh, on the show. But uh, joining me right now uh, is my uh, partner in crime, Sal Rocky Senecola. Uh, good morning, Sal. And a big good morning to you, too, Bill. How are you? Not too bad, my man. Not too bad. Um, you know, we were watching the fight uh, on uh, Saturday. We did a post-fight show. And... Um, you know, I, I couldn't, I just want to give my final thoughts and get your final thoughts on that and then get right into some emails. You know, my, my final thought, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about the low blows and, you know, the uh, team Kovalev is going to uh, file an official protest if they haven't already. Um, but you know what, Sal, you and I talked about this. Uh, I, my honest feeling is simple. You know, um, and it was the same when Manny Pacquiao fought Floyd Mayweather. You know, I picked Pacquiao to win. I was wrong. Uh, I wanted uh, Pacquiao to win. He didn't. But his actions after the fight in terms of crying and bitching and moaning and, uh, you know, my shoulder, my shoulder. You know, I, I can't stand complaints and excuses. Sergey Kovalev talked a lot of smack leading up to this fight. A lot of smack, uncharacteristically, of him. And uh, he didn't back it up. He didn't back it up. Do I like Andre Ward? Not particularly as a, as a person, uh, because I think he's a phony. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is he's a talented fighter. Uh, if he hit low blow, I, I mean, listen, Sergey Kovalev, his job was to, uh, was to beat up on Andre Ward. He failed to do so. He failed to attack him. He failed to go after him. He failed to do any of the trash talking things he said he was going to do. He failed. Andre Ward said he was going to knock out Kovalev, and he did. Regardless of how the knockout came, you know, it, it's all a matter of uh, backing up what you said. Andre Ward backed up what he said. He won the fight. Uh, I, I think Kovalev, uh, you know, needs to stop his crying. Sal, what are your final thoughts uh, on the fight itself? I'll tell you. Billy, I share 100% where you are right there. And, uh, yeah, we don't need to hear from Kovalev a why or this and that little bloke. Yeah, you know what? The bottom line is Andre Ward fought the kind of fight that Kovalev needed to. Uh, and and make the fight his tempo his grade his whole thing and guess what Andre Ward did just that he came in he roughed him up he was a bully he tied him up on the inside he stayed far away on the outside and hey 
you know, an occasional borderline blow. At least, uh, you know, it got his attention. And let me tell you something, Andre Ward, and I too am not a big fan of, of, of him outside the ring or so, but I respect his talents and his abilities, and he did what he said. So the whole thing is, I praise him, and I think uh, he deserves uh, all the accolades that uh, that he's gonna looking for because I'll tell you what, he fought the fight, he did what he said he had to do, and Kovalev, uh, even though I had him ahead going into that fatal round for him, he uh, he just didn't do it enough of what he needed to do to establish a dominance that he should have done so from the opening bell. Yep, I mean it's uh, pretty simple. Uh, you know, uh, you talk trash, you expect at least I, I expect people. Uh, to back it up a little bit. Kovalev failed a to do so. A little bit. Kovalev failed to do so. No, he didn't he did. go in for the kill. He fought cautiously, and uh, he wasn't the better man that night, regardless of low blow. You can make, listen, you can make excuses from now until the cows come home. Yeah, you know, your water wasn't right. Your trainer, you know, you know, your trainer didn't do the right job. I mean, come on. At the end of the day, the bell rings, and uh, it's fighter A versus fighter B. Sergey Kovalev didn't get it done. Uh, I can't stand all the excuses. Uh, did I root for Kovalev? Yes. Was was I? Did I pick Kovalev? Yes. Was I wrong? Yes. But you know, credit where credit's due. Andre Ward won the fight, uh, at least uh, uh, you know the way it's uh, the way it was supposed to be in terms of legality. He won. He was awarded the victory. Uh, I don't care that that Tony Weeks has changed his mind or said that if he no if he noticed the low blows, ah, give me a break. You know, and, and that goes to show you. The incompetence of referees. You know, yes. if I would have if I would have noticed the low blows, I wouldn't have stopped the fight. If you noticed them, you're the closest guy. Aside from the two fights, fighters, Sal, <laughs> who's got a better view of the fight than Tony Weeks? I mean, Hello? I, you Hello? know, I, I mean, come on, right? I mean, yeah, you know, oh, give me a break. He had to watch the video to see the low blows. Oh gosh, it, it, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's almost like a umpire in a baseball game calling out a runner going to a base and then saying, you know what? Uh, looking at that, maybe it should have been. He should have been safe. You can't do it. Just shut your mouth and hey, you did what you had to do, and and then don't renege on it. Just uh, move on. Well, you know what? In baseball and football, uh, they go to the replay, and uh, they tried to go to the replay in uh, in Nevada, and even that was all uh, effed up. You know, uh, Bob Bennett. Yeah, it's it, unequivocally. It's, uh, unequivocally, uh, he hit him before the bell, and and Jim Lampley's looking at him. Uh, what you know? And that was a joke in itself, Sal. For them to go and treat the commentator. Listen, I'm in the same business. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel that that commentating fights are are important to the fight game. But let's be real, Sal. I mean. I, for a for a uh, executive director of an athletic commission to go in and put Jim Lampley and the broadcast crew of HBO and forget about the credibility of HBO of course they're they're big name to put them on a pedestal oh thank you for having me on I, I mean give me a break it was his baseball he got to pitch he should have controlled that situation like an executive director should have instead of being a sap he was a sap Sal. He was a sorry sap. Wait till you hear the letter I said. Wait till you hear the letter I said. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. I but, can't uh, wait, Bill. Uh, but let, let's, uh, let's read one email, and then we got to take a break. We got a bunch of emails. This first one is from Jesse. He says, uh, hey, Billy C. and Sal saw the Ward Kovalev fight, but uh, was not scoring it. 
To my eyes, it seemed close uh, by Kovalev up uh, by about two rounds. Kovalev made too many mistakes. Hands held low when he threw punches. No head movement, no combos, no cut in the ring. Lunging himself towards Ward, standing too tall. Uh, maybe Ward against Adonis or Joe uh, Jr., Sullivan winner. Uh, next for Kovalev uh, is Kovalev versus Bidabiv or Sullivan versus Joe Winner or loser. He says, I like what I saw from Bivol, but he still needs a lot of work and experience, work on head movement, combos, body work. I would like to see him next against Isaac Chalimba, Gonzalez, Tommy Gunn, Mike Lee, uh, Murat, or Thomas uh, Williams Jr. Sal, I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I agree with uh, Jesse with the Kovalev making, making too many mistakes. As far as Ward's next fight, I really don't care to see Ward. Ward is a boring fighter. Um, the only fight left for Ward is Adonis Stevenson, in my opinion. Uh, but he's talking about moving a heavyweight. I mean, give me a break. What's your thoughts? Ward? Ward's talking about moving or Adonis Stevenson? No, Ward. Ward. Right, Ward. Adonis Stevenson. Yeah. Ward, Ward, Ward said that, you know, that, that's what he's thinking about doing. Well, let him think about it. I'll tell you what. That's uh, He's going to get up there with some of the bigger guys. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to – I have no – I, I'm not a big Ward fan, and uh, probably for the similar reasons of you. And he's not an exciting fighter. He doesn't draw too many fans. But I do respect his ability. I do respect what he does. And like I said, I can't uh, disagree. He backed up what he said he was going to do uh, the other night. So uh, my hat's up off to him right now. And he is the uh, light heavyweight champion of the world in a dominant fashion. And all others got to try and take his belt away. Um, Sal, let's take a short break. When we come back, I got another email. Uh, I got a bunch of emails to read, and uh, I still want to talk about uh, Mayweather McGregor. It's a joke. It's bad for oh, boxing. I could add it, some things. We're well, going to talk about well, that. Well, it's bad for boxing. That fight is so bad for the sport of boxing. But yep. check it out. It's not so bad for MMA, and I'll explain oh, no. why uh, a little bit later. But, hey, don't go anywhere uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in two. Billy C. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com And we're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff to go over on today's show. First and foremost, I'm reading some uh, emails. And uh, with me here is uh, my man, uh, Sal Rocky Senecola. And Sal, uh, I got another email to read. Now, this one... Uh, was from uh, our buddy Mike from Michigan. Uh, but oh, this great. one was actually written before the fight, and he really wanted me to read it. Uh, we, we communicated after the fight. So uh, he says, uh, uh, he, he said that in the first fight, he had Kovalev seven rounds to five beaten Ward. He, had, uh, he says, he, I also had Triple G tied with Jacobs uh, less than knockdown. So if Jacobs had won the 12th round, clearly to me it would have been a draw. But clearly in any way of scoring, you have to give Triple G round 12. And even more so, Kovalev should have been given round 10. Both clear cut, no BS, but uh, both rounds won clearly. The sad thing is that all three judges who scored Kovalev-Ward, this is the first one, gave Ward round 10. That's insane. Uh, now, as I said that, uh, before the Kovalev fight last November, you can't bet against Andre Ward. And although Andre Ward... 
uh, one, which validates my point. We all know he lost that fight. Uh, me giving Ward five rounds was extremely generous, but under no circumstance can you give Ward round 10. Where is Teddy Atlas, who's always crying about decisions? Uh, I looked it up, no mention of it. That leads me to believe Teddy is slipping uh, more than I believe Triple G to be slipping, uh, in Teddy's words. My overall point is even in a subjective sport, why the hell can't we get decisions correct? Over 100 rich years of history, we still get bogus decisions. Here's a thought. Force the judges to do a judge, go to judging school for years until they have shown the ability to judge properly, and then, and then only then should they be allowed to ease into title fights or big fights because uh, we all know how stupid the titles are. I've always said, uh, I've always said, uh, because I've read about it, my grandfather told me, my father told me, etc., that you have to take the title from the champ. Same goes for baseball. The tie goes to the runner. Kovalev should have a bunch of stupid belts around his arms like Triple G does. That's one thing they got right for a change. A close fight. If anybody actually remembers when the challenger had to take the belt from the champ, I'd hope they would agree. The scoring system is messed up. It's just wrong. Um, you know, I, this was written before the fight. Uh, you know, Sal, I, I mean, boxing's subjective. Uh, you know, we can't. In a close fight that is determined by a round or two, you can't cry, and, and I'm not suggesting Mike is here, but you can't cry that the fight was a robbery or anything else. You can't. Um, yeah. That's why we try to you know, implement three judges. It's when you got the plant judge. You know, two judges see it, you know, one, or, or one point plus or minus, and then you got the third guy who's, you know, all the rounds went to one guy. That's the guy that you worry about, you know? What's your quick thoughts? Well, same thing. You got it right there. It's so subjective to uh, human opinion and human error. And, uh, you know, it is. It is what it is. It's been like that from the beginning of boxing. And uh, there's very little you could enhance or do uh, when you have three judges and they all watch the same fight. You're going to get. You're going to get, hopefully, the majority of them. That's why there's three, you know, the majority rules. And, you know, whatever two see that fight differently uh, than a third, you know, that's where they're going to go. So it's as fair as it could be for right now. Uh, Mike uh, gave me a follow-up uh, email uh, after the fight. He says, uh, Sergi can't win no matter what. If he'd continued, Tony Weeks would have done his job, and Tony Weeks done his job, he would have given a, a Kovalev uh, his eight count, but Kovalev should have known much better. He should have taken a knee. Also, I don't care to see this fight again because I believe Kovalev got screwed in the first fight. Andre Ward, to me, didn't put on any explanation point uh, on anything other than he can adjust better and he he can hit Kovalev in the uh, <clears throat> you-know-whats and Tony Weeks' fist pump was ridiculously weird. And go back to the replay without Roy saying they were legal blows, a hell of a lot of them weren't. Uh, Kovalev should have hit Ward in the you-know-whats every single time he got hit in the you-know-whats. Uh, remember, Lomachenko taking shots to the hip and, and you-know-whats all night long from Salido. <laughs> Lawrence Cole did an awful job that night, probably the worst I've ever seen. Tony Weeks wasn't much better. He gave some warnings, but regardless, I feel Kovalev is the better boxer. Ward is the better winner. Uh, period. If Andre Ward truly is as great as he believes, he should fight Beaterbeef, who's a freak of nature with a body chiseled to granite, and he fights on the inside and knocks people out with four-inch uh, punches. If Ward truly is great, unify the titles and beat Beaterbeef. 
Ward's number two on my list, pound for pound. Lomachenko is number one. Kovalev needs to allow a trainer to train him. Jackson and that whole thing about Ward's team wanting him, it's also weird and fishy. The stoppage, while I believe Kovalev wouldn't have made it 12 rounds, seemed fishy too. Just a bad night. I hope uh, Canelo and Triple G happens, and when it does, we get a good fight uh, for our uh, money. I, uh, so uh, he says, uh, last week when I sent the email, judging uh, we have to make judging less subjective, and I stand behind that. Um, you know, I, again, I, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about the Kovalev Ward fight uh, a lot, uh, so I, I understand uh, uh, Mike's... Uh, uh, thoughts here and speaking of mike i got one from our buddy mike rella the cup man he says wow. uh, hey billy c and sal uh thanks for another great show i want to give my thoughts on this is he, he sent this the night before the fight on kovalev ward i think kovalev must stay busy for all 12 rounds unlike the first fight when he only threw punches during the first four he can't leave it in the hands of the judges or he'll lose another decision he has to move in by slipping and sliding, throwing com combinations under and then over, and finish each combo with the hook. He has to feint his way in and get Ward out of position. That's a tall order, but I predict that Kovalev wins by knockout in the later rounds. Well, so did we, Mike, and uh, I agree with Mike. If Kovalev would have done what Mike suggested, like throw that hook, which he didn't do, he threw uh, like never. maybe one or two, uh, maybe he wins. He wasn't busier, and his conditioning was certainly not better. Um, I, I, no, Kovalev failed here, Sal. I mean, there's no way to look at it. No other way, in my opinion. No other way. And you know what? His punch output was more, uh, more than Andre Ward's anyway. But it still wasn't enough. And you're so right. There was only one or two times he followed up with that left hook behind the one-two. Had he done so more proficiently and effectively, it would have been a different fight. He, like I said, Billy, you and I, we can't, we can't want something that another fight, that another person can't want more. And the bottom line is, he had the opportunities. Kovalev certainly had the opportunities. He could have been roughing it up a bit. He could have been a little more dominant. He could have thrown that hook. He could have moved his head a little bit. He could have uh, still cut the ring off a little more than he was trying to. But you know. Like I said, he came up short in so many areas and not taking anything away from Andre Ward. Andre Ward did what he wanted to do, did what he said he was going to do. He was going to go out there and he was going to win, and a win is a win, and he did it. No doubt. Um, listen, we will be talking about my thoughts on uh, why I feel uh, McGregor Mayweather is bad for boxing but good Ooh. for MMA. I also submitted a uh, uh, request to the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission's uh, Executive Director, Bob Bennett. I will read that letter to you guys coming up in a minute or two, but uh, we got to get through these emails. I have uh, several more. If we don't get to it, we will be getting to them later in the week. Uh, this one's from uh, my man uh, Jeff from uh, Pennsylvania. He says, Billy, first of all, at the time of the stoppage, Ward had definitely buzzed Kovalev with the right hand, but please remember Kovalev knocked down Ward in a previous fight, and he survived the fight. On. He says, uh, I believe Kovalev was looking for help from the ref. Note to European fighters, if the help is not coming to you, you must repay the foul. This is the only way to make your opponent and the referee understand that you will not let it continue. Uh, there are absolutely, uh, there were absolutely several very hard low blows. No debate on that. Take those shots, then uh, comment. Uh, he says, uh, or maybe he meant take those shots, 
then comment. Oh, about the people that say uh, they weren't uh, low blow. He says the referee had no business stopping that fight when he did. No brain punishment. At the very least, call him down and start the count. If you look at the referee's face at the time of stop, stoppage, he seemed frustrated with Kovalev looking at him and decided in his mind that Kovalev didn't want to fight. Ward was on the march, but look at the series of turns in the Klitschko-Joshua match. An early stoppage would have eliminated a classic fight, which is a great, great point, Chef. Uh, he says, uh, Ward is supremely talented and fights like his life depends on, especially when his competition is world-class. Uh, his pride and will... To win makes the difference. He really has beaten the cream of the crop. No dispute on that. I'd always love to see uh, these two fight because they both have the skills and both have the ability to inflict damage on each other. Anyone stating that Ward schooled Kovalev or vice versa are completely delusional. Uh, this, uh, uh, mat, uh, this match will be a war every time, much like Pacquiao Marquez. I love it. I respect both fighters and watch it if they ever fight again. Uh, that's from Jeff. And I'll tell you what, very, uh, very accurate and thought out email. And uh, I so. got to agree with him. Uh, what's your quick thoughts? 100%. I thought it was a well-structured email and very much uh, expressed a lot of the same feelings. And, uh, you know, I even said the other night to you, Billy, I, I was surprised that the referee weeks did stop the uh, fight. Cause, and, and I was surprised Kovalev didn't stay, take a knee or something. And, and uh, But like I said, maybe he wanted out. Who knows? Who knows? But he uh, definitely didn't fight the fight that we thought he would do. So it's it was over. That's it. Can't do anything about it now. Now, I got one more email I'm going to read today. Uh, and that one is uh, from my man, Coach. I'm going to read that as soon as the uh, we get back from the break. Now, I have some emails uh, that we will be reading later in the week. An interesting one from my man Rick uh, about uh, uh, the Woodward Pavilion in San Francisco. I'll be reading that one uh, probably tomorrow. And his follow-up one uh, about uh, the uh, shooting in San Francisco. And we'll be giving a shout-out to some people there. And my man uh, Mitch has got some rumors. He's got a, an email called The Rumor Mill. Uh, some stuff that we will also be uh, uh, reading tomorrow. And then I have a, a, another email that's very extensive uh, from uh, from a fan who got turned off by the sport of boxing, and thankfully he found our show. He got turned back onto it, and then he watched the Kovalev Ward fight, and uh, he's thinking about uh, walking away again. Made some great points. That one I'm going to read on Thursday. It's kind of a, a long one. I got to glance at it, but uh, uh, anyway, I got Coach's email coming up. Sal and I are going to take a short break. Then, after Coach's email, I'm going to give you my thoughts on Mayweather-McGregor, why it's bad for boxing, why it's good for MMA, and then I'm going to read a letter that I submitted yesterday to the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and I'm looking to get your uh, thoughts on that. So uh, don't go nowhere, because uh, we will be uh, back uh, in a couple. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're 
back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, my topic today really is uh, Mayweather-McGregor, why it's bad for boxing, good for MMA. But, you know, because of the uh, controversial, again, controversial uh, Ward and Kovalev rematch, uh, we got uh, a lot of uh, emails that we are uh, reading and uh, trying to get through. We, we definitely don't have enough uh, to, uh, uh, we don't have enough time to get them all. But uh, here's the last one I'm going to read. Uh, for today, and then we're going to get into uh, my topic. Uh, we got a half hour into the show, and we haven't touched on it yet, but uh, uh, this one's from my man, Coach. He says, hey, Bill, it's a shame that your show had to return uh, on another boxing controversial low note. Uh, he says, in regard to uh, the uh, Kovalev, he says, in regard to the Kovalev-Ward rematch uh, is what I'm talking about. He said, the first thing, that got me was after the first fight's scandalous result and this fight's soap opera style hype, it didn't appear to me that Kovalev's urgency rose to the occasion. And neither do I. I don't agree either. That's, that was my whole point. He didn't do anything that he said he was going to do. Uh, and he fought just as... Con con Listen, we could blame Ward all night long for low blows, but Kovalev did not... He didn't, he didn't do what he had to do. It's, it's Kovalev's fault, really. I mean, in my opinion, uh, he says, secondly, when it comes to the ward low blows, I couldn't help but think back to Ricky Hatton's hungry response uh, was to cause to zoo tactics in their fight. Uh, he says, as far as Ward Kovalev, eighth round action, Kovalev was rocked by Ward's right. But what gets me was not only did referee Weeks physically position uh, at the time, not only referee Weeks physical position at the time of the low blows, but what was his official interpretation or position on the low blows once they landed? He obviously wasn't in a physical position to see them because he claimed he never saw them. But anyway, he says if he saw them with the previous uh, warnings in mind, and this is a good point that Coach is making, Sal, because he's already warned them. Why isn't he looking for them? If he warned a fighter, why isn't he looking? He should have been in position to be policing low blows. So I, I get what uh, Coach is saying. Uh, he says... Uh, if he saw them with it, the previous warnings in mind and Kovalev's open complaints, there shouldn't have been a timeout uh, as it was under the line shots that left Kovalev defenseless. But once again, boxing and its love for controversies gives us another WWE event. The one thing that kept coming to my mind after the fight was that while all the other major sports have had their problems, they are at least seen attempting to correct uh, or should correct in uh, terms of boxing ever... <clears throat> Let me... <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this sentence, Coach, because uh, it's it's a run-on. But uh, uh, he says, at least other sports have seen to attempt to correct. But for boxing, have you ever heard them say we want to try and fix them? They implement standardized rules and penalties and use that uh, newfangled invention, instant replay. No, not in boxing. It just continues to drudge through its antiquated system of rules and phony remedies, almost as if the controversies... Uh, they covet. While boxing may never cave into the UFC, one thing they have over boxing is there are few, if any, doubt in their fights who the winners are. Well, that's with that said, at least after the Rigondeaux Flores late punch, there was no Uncle Durrell model WWE sucker punch attack. Bill, if there was ever time to get all the sanctioning bodies uh, in line and unveil uh, your boxing league formula, now is the time. I'm sure it includes unified rules. 
uh, and the use of instant replay. Like all other sports, boxing fans are tired of the controversies and just want the right results too. Um, I appreciate the email, Coach, and uh, that was a good one, and uh, I, I agree. I mean, uh, it is sad, Sal, don't you think? He's right on. Yeah, no. As the voice of the fan right there. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I think that, you know, I, boxing needs to, to move up. It needs to get into uh, the modern uh, era, so to speak, and, uh, you know, not only use instant replay, but, uh, but, you know, use it correctly. All right, let's get to the topic. The main topic today is Mayweather-McGregor. It was a made official... Uh. Uh, over there, uh, while we were down uh, working in uh, St. Simons, uh, it was uh, announced, um, and uh, you know it's taking place August 26th in Las Vegas. Um, you know Dana White has said that uh, you know they're going to be using 10 ounce gloves. Uh, Mayweather that it will count uh, as uh, Mayweather's uh, 50th fight. They have not set ticket prices yet. Uh, both fighters are going to be uh, under the uh, USADA performance enhancing test. I, I don't know why they don't take VADA. That's the 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 one that uh, uh, reports every trace. But uh, nonetheless, um, they're talking about uh, McGregor making around a hundred million for the fight. Uh, Floyd Mayweather probably making more. Um, feels that uh, uh, Dana White feels that this is going to be the, the the greatest pay per view of all time. <laughs> Uh, in terms of money, uh, looking like this Baby. price is going to be a hundred dollars a piece. He also, uh, uh, you know, feels that uh, uh, May, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, who had said that, you know, why uh, told people not to buy the fight. Uh, Dana White says, you know, why do you go out and tell people not to buy the fight? That's crazy. I'm a fan, and when you're a fight fan, you want to see a great fight. We got a ton of great fights coming up at the end of this year. Uh, he says uh, John Jones is coming back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This will be a great fight. He says uh, uh, I encourage everyone to buy this fight, and he and he says you should probably even consider buying Triple G and Canelo. That's also going to be a good fight, not a great fight like McGregor and Mayweather, but a good <laughs> fight. He says Oscar's out of his mind, telling people not to buy this. Uh, he says I've known him for a long time. He's a straight up hater. Um, you know, the fight is a joke. Um, and the reason why I say this fight is a joke, and no disrespect to Conor McGregor, but Conor McGregor has never fought boxing, you know, uh, 100% in the amateur level or the pro level. My biggest hang-up with this fight isn't the curiosity factor, and it's not the factor of, uh, you know, whether who's going to win or, or not, because I know who's going to win. And I know it's not going to be an exciting fight. And I share Oscar De La Hoya's opinion, and I would recommend that people do not buy this fight. It is not going to live up to the hype, and it will not be worth the money. Now, why do I think that this fight is good for MMA and bad for boxing? Well, boxing has a rich history, and there's a lot of fighters, great champions, that have you know uh, went outside the box and challenged themselves to try to prove that they are something special, whether they're fighting bigger guys or fighting longer periods of time, et cetera, et cetera. They've all done that. In my opinion, Floyd has not. Floyd has fought a lot of named fighters, uh, but he's fought them at a calculated time. 
I think that it's disrespectful to the previous generations of fighters and even the fighters of today who are working very hard to establish their own careers and, and you know, levels in, in boxing. Now, MMA, for on the other hand, this is right up their alley. MMA is a, is a combat sports uh, uh, sport, uh, and UFC specifically. They're allowed to stand up. They're allowed to go to the canvas. They're allowed to uh, kick and, and hit fighters when they're down. So, you know, this is a great. And if Conor McGregor should upset Mayweather, this is great for the sport. But the MMA is in a win-win situation. They're getting the publicity that they're up there with, with boxing. Boxing's been around for a thousand years. MMA, uh, you know, 30 years at the most, 25, whatever. Um, and this is great for them and the progression, the natural progression of not only the sport of MMA, but the UFC, the league of the UFC. Boxing, there's so much negativity around this, Sal. I think that, you know... Um, uh, any true boxing fan, at least the boxing fans that I've talked to, have no interest in this fight. None. And I would recommend that no one buys it. I mean, what do you think? Billy, I will be on the same page as you right there, pal. I would recommend nobody buy this. It is ludicrous and it's unbelievable that this state of Nevada has actually sanctioned this to be a real boxing match. Let what alone a for a championship or, or count as as Mayweather's 50th win. Let me tell you, somebody released uh, a video, I think I saw on either YouTube or uh, Facebook the other day, and it was a sparring partner in the ring with Conor McGregor. And the sparring partner, I'm sure he's a fighter. Uh, I, I don't think he's a ranked top 10, but he was trying to emulate uh, Mayweather's style. And uh, Conor McGregor got tattooed with jab after jab after jab, got blindsided with a right, with a left. This guy was eating him up, and this is a sparring partner. And uh, I, I couldn't believe it. This is going to be a, a whole facade. It's going to be just a farce. And Conor McGregor, he should probably have a momentary lapse of his memory of wondering where he is and just throw a big kick to Mayweather. I, I shouldn't say he should probably. That would be his only way to, to end the fight. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if he can do that. I don't think he's going to do anything like that. I, I didn't mean he should do that. But, I mean, that he, he's not going to win. Billy, he is going to be – it's just going to be so dominant, so one-sided. It's going to be – listen, it's going to be a boring fight. It's going to be anticlimactic. It's not worth the 100 bucks. You know, do yourself no. a favor. Take your girlfriend, your wife, your kids out to dinner. Do do something. But but then again, we got we got something for you. You can do. We got Absolutely. a trip. We are planning an event down at St. Simon's at Sea Palms. We'll give you more details later in the week. But it's official. Uh, we are doing a two day event uh, at the Sea Palms, uh, and uh, we will be showing the McGregor uh, Mayweather fight. Uh, so you can come on down and watch it with a bunch of uh, boxing fans who, uh, you know, are just as disappointed. But to make it better, we will be doing another special thing, which we'll get to a little bit later, uh, that Sal and I uh, are going to be doing that you'll be part of, along with a golf tournament. And we're going to have a list of uh, some uh, uh, celebrities that uh, 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 that uh, Sal is going to uh, confirm with me today. If not, we're going to uh, kick Sal to the curb and move <laughs> forward with it. Um, but uh, we will have all of that. We got some special pricing at the Sea Palms. Includes uh, the fight, includes a meet and greet, uh, some hors d'oeuvres, breakfast, the room accommodations. 
You're going to love it. We want you to come down. If you need some information, drop me an email, Billy at Talking Boxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. It's going to be Friday, August 25th, and Saturday, August 26th in St. Simons uh, for the uh, Mayweather-McGregor fight. You won't go to Vegas. I recommend you not spend it 100 bucks, but come on down and have a great weekend with us. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, but uh, let me tell you, I am so dis- disappointed in the fact that this fight was made, but I'm even more disappointed in the fact that the Nevada State Athletic Commission, who I once regarded as a top commission, I mean, in my mind, the top commissions were New York State, Nevada, New Jersey, the three top, in my, uh, in my opinion, uh, maybe California you can mix in there, um, but, uh, uh, I, you know, I, Nevada has totally let the boxing world down. And when I watched uh, uh, Bob Bennett uh, fumble and bumble and stumble uh, around making a decision on Saturday night in the Rigondeaux fight, I just I couldn't hold back anymore. So I submitted a, a, an official letter uh, to the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and I want to read it to you guys because uh, I have put him on notice. Now, not only did I send it to him, I actually copied my man Larry Hazard because he's an influential uh, commissioner in the sport of boxing, and I ca- copied the president of, uh, of the ABC Boxing, Mike Mazzulli. All right, so here's what I sent. Uh, so uh, this is my official letter that I emailed to Mr. Bennett yesterday. Uh, it says, and I quote from me, Mr. Bennett, I have been involved in professional boxing for over 30 years as a promoter, a matchmaker, a manager, a historian, an author, a gym owner, a writer, and a TV and radio program owner and personality. The main reason for my email is to formally ask you how the Nevada State Athletic Commission can even remotely justify sanctioning a fight between a 49-0 future Hall of Fame boxer in Floyd Mayweather and a pro debut fighter in Conor McGregor. I totally understand that Conor McGregor is a very accomplished UFC MMA fighter and could be arguably considered the Floyd Mayweather of the UFC. However, boxing is boxing and MMA is MMA, like football is football and baseball is baseball. Please understand that if this was an exhibition, I would be 100% supportive. But to have this count as a real fight, one that will give Floyd Mayweather his 50th win, along with his place in history that will he will land in as a result of this win, is nothing less than an outrage and is disrespectful to all of the previous fighters in the sport of boxing. Everyone involved can still benefit from the fight being defined as an exhibition, but only the history of boxing is at stake when it comes to being a sanctioned fight. Is pro boxing not important enough for a commission to consider its valued history? I heard you say this past weekend during the horrific Ward Kovalev 2 boxing event, and I mean event because the whole card sucked, uh, held in Las Vegas that the Nevada State Athletic Commission's first priority is the fighter's safety. How are you protecting Conor McGregor by allowing him, who has no boxing experience, either professionally or even as an amateur, fight a fighter in Floyd Mayweather, who many regard as today's generation's best professional fighter? I would love for you to come on our TV and radio show to voice your opinion. Or if you wish, send me your official statement on the issue and I will read it on air. 
I'm a boxing guy through and through. I've come up with many ways to make pro boxing better, from helping to protect fighters in their future, creating a fail-safe way to create pro, a pro boxing league that the four major sanctioning bodies would thrive in, etc., etc., etc. Mayweather-McGregor is nothing more than an exhibition. In a boxing ring, McGregor does not stand a remote chance of winning, and worse than that, the fight itself will be anticlimactic. This fight will set the sport of boxing, not MMA, but boxing back for decades. The sport is slowly coming back, and this fight will end all chances of boxing being able to thrive once more. I understand that the fighters, the promoters, the TV networks, casinos, and the Nevada State Athletic Commission stand to make a lot of money, but I think it's time to put greed aside and do the right thing. And I signed my name, and I, uh, I sent it to uh, Bob Bennett, the executive uh, director of the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and I feel strongly about that letter, Sal. What's your quick thoughts? I know this is the first. I know I should have probably mentioned the letter and copied you, but uh, what do you think? Uh, first time hearing. I think it's, it was well worded. I think it's effective, and I think it's it's a great letter. I, in fact, I wish you could do it on another format and have uh, a lot of signatures, including mine and maybe uh, some other of your colleagues. Uh, to submit to go tours uh, to to Mr. Bennett, that would make a nice impact too. Get a signed version of that letter. Yeah, well, I don't, you know, I mean, I, listen, like I said, if the fight was a disres- if the fight was a exhibition, I have no problem with it. I, I really Neither don't. Do I, I mean, feel. throughout the history, we've we've had it, you know, uh, exhibitions, but to count, there's no justification. And you know, I, Dax and I talked about this. Uh, uh, a week or so ago, and he used the uh, Lomachenko uh, fight as, as an example, him fighting Salido and, uh, um, you know, losing in his second pro fight. But the difference there is Lomachenko had over 300 amateur fights on the world level. You know, I mean, he was fighting yes. in world uh, international competition. So, I mean, if you're going to make a, a, you know, a consolation, I mean, the, at least he's got the pedigree to back it up. Uh, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor doesn't, Sal. No, not 100%. You were so right. And like I said, if this uh, was an exhibition, I'll share your thoughts with that. Yeah, I have no problem with it. But the idea that this is a sanctioned, 100% foolproof, bona fide boxing event uh, to a guy that's never been in a ring, never went 10 or 12 rounds, never had to... I, I don't know. Like I said, it's just it's just a shame. It really is. And it's disrespectful to every fighter that's climbed through those ropes and uh, tried to win a fight. I, I just I just don't see it. I'm well, it's sorry. A, it's Bill. a joke of a fight. And, uh, it is. It's you a know, farce. Boxing, boxing Hall of Famer uh, Lennox Lewis feels the same way. Uh, you know, uh, first of all, um, guys like myself, and you, Sal, and uh, Mike Tyson, Oscar De La Hoya, many, many others all feel that uh, McGregor uh, Mayweather is a joke, and they're not buying it. And uh, Lennox Lewis, former uh, world heavyweight champion and boxing Hall of Famer, uh, he was quoted as saying the following. He says, I can't take this fight serious. Mayweather is the best in his weight class. No one can touch him in boxing. He's a pugilist of the highest order. So for another man from a dis- different sport to fight him, it's ridiculous. You're talking about one discipline where you can only use your hands and only a few can do it. Every battle sport always starts with your hands, but they are two totally different sports. Floyd will stop him. 
He's just too good at boxing for McGregor, and McGregor is just too inexperienced. I wouldn't buy this fight. To me, I know who's going to win already, so there's no use in watching it. Um, I, you know, I can't agree with him more, Sal. I mean, uh, as a matter of fact, I agree with Lennox Lewis uh, 100%. What do you think? 100%. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just, I, like I said, I'm still, I'm still disappointed and still upset. And I can't agree with him more. And, uh, it's just amazing. And if anybody thinks that this fight's going to, uh, possibly, and I, you know me, Bill, I'll always say any given night and something can happen. Well, uh, I don't know what Conor McGregor could do except, uh, be explosive or revert back to his MMA while he's trying to box. Uh, can he get lucky? Can he do things? Yeah, he could. Sure, sure. But the thing is, it shouldn't even be leading up to that point. He has no business being in the same ring, uh, boxing. No, no business at all. And uh, I'll tell you, it's it's just a shame. No, it, it, you listen. It's typical Floyd Mayweather taking advantage of the people that have put him in the financial position he's in, and his fan base that believe everything that he says, they're the ones being screwed. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like somebody who abuses an animal, a dog, and the dog still comes back for more, you know? And that's what's happening with Floyd's uh, majority of his fan base. You know, they, they, they're stupid. They don't understand that he's fleecing them, and he's doing nothing for, for his fans, nothing. He hasn't proved anything. You know, Floyd Mayweather is in a position to really help the sport of boxing. You know, he could come outside the box and go out there and challenge a, a major fight like the winner of uh, Triple G Canelo or, or even I go after... I think he's going to do it. You know, yeah, right. Um, I, I mean, you know, he could do that. And, and it would help him. It would help the sport. But Floyd doesn't care about anything but Floyd. And, and that bothers me in this type of sport. You know, I get it that Floyd should care about himself and he should care about his well-being, but not when there's other people's money at stake and not when there's other people that are being misled. Floyd has been very successful uh, as a smokescreen. Floyd's career is a smokescreen. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have the talent because he certainly does, but it would be interesting to see him fighting the best of the best of the best in their prime, and we would have gotten a true gauge uh, of how great Floyd Mayweather is or isn't. I truly believe that we never got to see the best Floyd Mayweather because of uh, him not challenging himself. As far as this fight's concerned, it's not going to be a fight. It's Conor McGregor making a chance, getting a chance to make $100 million. It's Dana White and his UFC, uh, you know, getting uh, further and further on the map and solidifying their place. This is all win-win-win for the MMA, for the sport of MMA, and specifically for the UFC. This is lose-lose-lose for the sport of boxing, uh, especially anybody stupid enough uh, to uh, to shell out the 100 bucks uh, that they're going to charge for this fight. It is not going to be competitive. Conor McGregor, if you want to give him a, a puncher's chance, yet what you're trying to tell me and what you're thinking is that this guy is going to land a punch on Floyd Mayweather. Guys that have been boxing for 20 years like Manny Pacquiao and, and uh, uh, Marcus Medina and all these other fighters that have knockout power, they couldn't land a punch on, on Floyd Mayweather. And to suggest that Conor McGregor has a chance 
at doing something that fighters have fought their whole life and learning the game of boxing couldn't do. And I don't care that Floyd is 40 years old now. I don't care. Conor McGregor isn't going to land any significant punch. And uh, Floyd Mayweather may even get a knockout in this one because Conor McGregor, like you just said, Sal, he doesn't go more than a couple of rounds anyway. How's he going to go 12? How's he going to go 12? He's not. And, Bill, you're going to see Mayweather get a knockout. <laughs> He's got, I'm telling you. It's going to end with Mayweather winning by a knockout. Yeah, and he's going to pound his chest saying he's got the 50th win, which incidentally, <laughs> I hope all you young fans understand that there have been many, let me emphasize that, many, many, many fighters that have went and, and fought and reached 50-0 and 0 and continued on. The difference is the trick here, the record that you're all talking about is retiring at 49-0 and 0, where he sits now with uh, Rocky Marciano and, of course, at 50-0, and 0, which he will get after he beats McGregor. That's retiring. It means nothing. Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. fought 80 fights, more than 80 <laughs> fights before he lost his first one. There's so many others. Go into our chat room on BillyCBoxing.com and Coach will list them for you. They're right there. You know, so, I mean, it's a joke. And, by the way, Sal made this point last time we were on air, or not the last time we did the post-fight show, but the time before that, that what made that 49-0 and 0 significant was it was heavyweights. That's, heavyweight. that's where no fighter has uh, passed uh, 49 uh, wins without losing. Forget about retiring. None of them have ever passed that. You know, that's where the significant ones, how it got turned around to Floyd Mayweather is just another smokescreen, just another smokescreen by Floyd Mayweather, Sal. I mean, uh, it, it's comical. It, it really is. It's comical. Well, it is, Bill. We can we can beat this up all we want. It, it It's so true from every angle. I mean, we're doing combinations inside, outside, whatever, but it's, it is what it is. We're not going to win, and uh, neither is Conor McGregor. <laughs> well, Conor McGregor hey. doesn't have a chance, but no. I, I suggest that everybody come down to St. Simon's with us and yes. uh, we'll make a party of it. Um, just uh, We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, Dax Khan is scheduled to join us. But uh, I'll get you guys caught up with uh, some Major League Baseball scores. The Indians shut out the Orioles 12 to nothing. Marlins over the Nationals 8-7. Reds over the Rays 7-3. Braves beat the Giants 9-zip. Pirates over the Brewers, 8-1. Blue Jays, 7. Rangers, 6. Cubs, 3. Padres, 2. Royals, 4. Red Sox, 2. Mariners beat the Tigers, 6-2. Astros keep winning, 4-1 over the A's. And despite the Mets getting to uh, Kershaw last night, they couldn't hold on to a win. Dodgers win. Dodgers win. Dodgers win, 10-6. And Kershaw still gets the W. Sal, don't go anywhere. We're going to have... uh, Dax Khan join us and right. uh, we will uh, see what he's got to say and uh, until then we will uh, take a short break and uh, we will be back uh, in about two. Billy C will be right back part of the Billy C Boxing Network check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache oh that hurts why are you doing that to my face I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. 
You're listening and watching the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, we just uh, we were reading some uh, emails uh, concerning the uh, uh, Kovalev uh, Ward rematch that uh, ended, uh, I guess, in more controversy than the first one. Uh, now we've moved on to uh, talking about the announced fight between uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, which most people I talk to uh, they're sick over it, uh, as I am. And I read you guys uh, a, a letter, an official letter that I sent to uh, Bob Bennett, the executive director of the Nevada State Athletic Commission, uh, giving him an opportunity to uh, either come on the show and explain why he approved this fight uh, or at least send me a letter so I could read uh, on the show. I I'm curious to know uh, what uh, went into this aside from uh, a check that uh, I'm sure uh, was also handed uh, to the Nevada State Athletic Commission. So uh, a lot of ifs and hows and whys. But uh, one thing for sure, joining us right now uh, with uh, Sal and myself is uh, Dax Khan, who uh, on Saturday night's post-fight show kind of kind of got a lot of uh, comments uh, on his uh, little rant and rave about the fight, uh, too. Dax, good morning, my man. Good morning. How's everybody today? Good, good. Uh, they didn't burn your house down or nothing like that? All the uh, disgruntled fans that were upset with your comments Saturday night? You know, it, it's funny with um, the sport and how things are. And I, I got some very foul emails and uh, some personal uh, Facebook messages that, that were very... They didn't bother me personally, but it just speaks a lot for the, you know, the modern mentality of the sport. Well... Uh, well, you know, I, we know I, I where that called, is. I, we know where that is at these days. Well, I, I was called the racist. Um, actually, uh, one person actually said, you know, I'm a middle class uh, Midwestern white man who only cares about the white man. And that's why I hate on Andre Ward was the exact words. You know, just just for, you know, the record. Uh, first of all, my father was born in uh, Caguas, Puerto Rico, and my family didn't come here until 1956, just after he was born. And my mother was born in uh, Zimanyud, uh in Mongolia. So, you know, the closest I have ever come to the Midwest, I flew over there to Vegas. So, you know, I just that totally um, um, it baffles me how people just come up with these things and they will say anything these days when you don't agree with their opinion and it always just seems to go back to that same thing, the racial issue in boxing. And that's hurting the sport more than it's helping it. I agree. I with mean, th it's not helping at all. I mean, it's just destroying the sport. Let's put it that way. I agree with you 100%. Uh, I am so sick of, uh, of, of the young fan that's constantly pulling the race card when it's inappropriate. No, no one agrees more than me. That, you know, in a situation where, uh, you know, somebody's uh, performing, uh, you know, a racist act or, or uh, talking racist or whatever, that they d deserve to be called out on it. But just because you don't like a fighter and if that fighter happens to be black. And by the way, you make a great point. Racism isn't only towards uh, African-Americans. It's it's towards uh, anybody that's not the norm. That's a racist. So uh, to suggest that. Uh, you were against uh, Ward and the low blows uh, because you're a racist is a complete joke. And uh, most of these people that are, are crying racism generally don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Now, so now, uh, and, uh, understand this in just the first two rounds. And, uh, you know, and eventually I told you and I've done it in the past where I've broken them all down. You know, 
it doesn't matter. Andre Ward was going to win that fight regardless. Uh, you know, Andre Ward is great at adapting. He adapted. He did what he was supposed to do. Sergey Kovalev made the mistake of not following John David Jackson. He brought in something, people from the outside in the first fight and in this fight. He should have stayed with the guy who brought him this far, and they've had so much success, and just let it at that. Bring somebody else in after this if you want to try a new thing. Not for the biggest fight of your career. Well, the bottom line is he didn't do anything. You know, exactly. I mean, I, you know, listen, Sal and I talked about at the beginning of the show. You can cry about, everybody can complain about the low blows. They can complain about Tony Weeks. They can complain about everything. And the bottom line is, Sergey Kovalev said he was going to do this, that, and the other thing. He did none of it. Andre Ward said he was going to do this and that, and he did it. So, at the end of the day, you know, Andre Ward uh, was successful. Kovalev was not. Uh, you know, he's, there's rumors of him... Uh, leaving uh, Kathy Duva, and quite honestly, Kathy Duva, and, and this was uh, because of uh, Andre Ward in Rock Nation, Kovalev didn't even get a, a, a paycheck. He's getting a, uh, a cut of the pay-per-views and stuff, So, um, which is terrible because, you know, the truth of the matter is, is everybody knows that, that Andre Ward can't draw. He's a terrible draw. No one likes the guy. I mean, I don't care that he... He has this persona, son of God. You know, he's a son of a gun as far as, far as I That's what SOG to me means son of a gun. I, I mean, I don't know. But, uh, Dax, what's your thoughts on um, this uh, Mayweather-McGregor? Uh, I don't know if you heard the, the uh, official uh, letter I sent to Bob Bennett. I mean, I, I'm a little disappointed. I, I know you're still uh, swooning over the fact that I quoted Lennox Lewis, but the truth of the matter is, is that, uh, you know, I, this is a travesty to the sport of boxing that he's allowing this to be a, a legitimate sanctioned fight. This should be an exhibition at best. You know, I, I agree with that. I, I really do. But what I do disagree with is a lot of the heat that's being put on Floyd Mayweather. And I know there's people in that chat room right now that are just running, you know, their head's ready to explode. Yours is ready to explode. Sal is shaking his head. But, you know, real. Real what? It shouldn't be a, a sanctioned fight. And I agree 100 percent. And I would be totally behind it if maybe this was, uh, you know, placed as a exhibition fight. You know, when I hear that, you know, seats are going to ten thousand dollars up to a hundred thousand dollars, um, seventy thousand dollars for, you know, for uh, mid uh, mid ringside, you know, the. The thought of spending that much money for a fight is preposterous. Even if you're a celebrity and you have that much money, you can do what you want with it. You know something? I, I, no fight is worth that much money. I'm sorry. I'll go in a whole different direction for Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Throw this as an exhibition, and then, you know what, take these profits and donate them to places that are useful. You know, whether or not it's breast cancer research, uh, the water issues in, in uh, uh, Flint, Michigan, or even more since you're both in, in combat sports, you know, uh, Three, four weeks ago, David Whittem died in the ring. Daniel Franco was in a coma a couple weeks ago. Uh, a former UFC fighter, uh, T Tim Hogg, who returned to boxing uh, just recently, this past weekend, you know, he passed away in the ring. And last year, we had five or six other guys who did. You know what? So uh, why don't you donate some of that towards the sport and help make the sport a little safer for your, for your peers? You can also make that money on there. But in the case of Floyd Mayweather, Floyd, <clears throat> you know, what choice did he have? Put away um, personal feelings. Put away uh, what you've thought about his career, what you think about him as a person. 
The UFC was not leaving this man alone. They were hounding him. They did it with Ronda Rousey. They, after Ronda Rousey was beaten by Holly Holm, then they decided they're going to use Conor McGregor. And if Floyd Mayweather didn't do something, they would have used him as a springboard to continue to promote how he was ducking them and dodging them. How much can you be harassed until finally, you know what? I got to step in the ring and just end this once and for all. Be honest. How much more? This is two, three years now. They've been harassing him. How much longer was he? Sp- uh, you know. I, you know. You know. I, like, he, he, it's, uh, you. You are. Are. I'm watching you and your facial expression, Sal. And Dax, you know I love you, but I totally disagree, 100. percent I mean, Wait. Floyd Floyd Mayweather's been hassled for uh, to fight real fighters, and he doesn't care. You know what made him turn the corner? About 200 million reasons. That's why. You know, he's doing it for the money. He's fleecing the fans. What do you think, Sal? Go ahead. Spill it, baby. Well, you know, you know, I, I'm Taylor because I was seething. And, and as Dax was saying it, Dax, I, you made a good point. And, you know, it's not it's not Mayweather's fault in a sense on so many levels. Yes. How is it not his fault? I, well, no, no. When I say not Mayweather's fault, what all I could all I could imagine, Bill, what Dax was talking about, how the UFC has been barnstorming Mayweather for the last two years or three years, guess what? You know who, been, who should have been knocking on that door, clawing him, waiting and begging him for that rematch with the passion, the heart, the desire, and, and constantly being in his face? I don't care what it took. You know who really should have been there? It was Manny Pacquiao. That's the fight that he came back for. That's the fight that everyone wanted to see. And you know what? Had Pacquiao been as uh, in his face as you will uh, to Mayweather, maybe we'll be talking about that rematch. Not that I even care to see that one because that's going to end the same way. Mayweather's going to win. But uh, I just couldn't help but uh, go there. That's what my face was expressing as Dax was saying that because the Nevada State Athletic Commission and and uh, uh, MMA and all that, you know, they, they, they're all, it, it's not anyone to blame Mayweather. Mayweather's an opportunist in a good way he's got a limited span of time and he's doing something to maximize his investment in himself so i can't down a guy i can't i don't like him on the outside i don't agree with his lifestyle but uh you know what guess what he's got a couple million dollars over me as far as what he's done in his life on that level and he's done brilliantly brilliantly no matter what he did, he's done it brilliantly. So my hat's off to Floyd Mayweather. Well, I mean, uh, the truth of the matter is, is Floyd has, I mean, he cares about Floyd. He's, he pads his bank account. I mean, this is not going to be a challenging fight, Dax. Nobody said it was going to be a challenging fight. But, of course, like I stated, I didn't sit there and say I'm so happy about it. I never said um, I, I believe it's going to be a close fight. Those words never came out of my mouth. So nobody can twist those words and say that I that I insinuated. All I said was, you know what, this man for years, it wasn't just Conor McGregor. It was before that it was Holly Holmes. The UFC is the one who continuously uh, springboard this. Now, if you remember, I stated that this fight was going to, just before the uh, Canelo and the uh, Chavez Jr. fight, I told you this was going to happen. Um, and another way, in regards of how you dislike this fight, in a, you know, one positive note that might be taken out of that is the fact when you look at what a, a sham that the Chavez Jr. and Canelo pay-per-view was, and you look at you know uh, what a sham of a promotion that Rock Nation put on, and you look at how uh, Oscar De La Hoya walks around beating his chest, now finally that uh, Canelo and Golovkin is made, 
maybe some of these promoters are going to say to themselves, you know what, we have a UFC fighter, and then now we have a guy who's, you know, for all intents and purposes, retired, and all they've stole the thunder of everything. Floyd Mayweather was the talk over the weekend, not um, Andre Ward, and not... Um, uh, Kovalev, and you know something, he he stole that thunder already from Golovkin and Canelo. It's simply because you know something, these guys have all tried to follow that Mayweather blueprint, and they've tried to be so much like Floyd Mayweather instead of just being like themselves and doing their job. You can only be the best you. You know, Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather comes in, he answers the challenge as ridiculous as it is, and as much as I really believe it should be a an exhibition, it could be uh, the greatest charity event of all time, whatever. The the case may be, but fact of the matter is you can't sit there and put this blame on Floyd Mayweather. He wasn't the one going around choosing and picking this fight. As much as you don't like it, as much as you may hate it, it may grind your nerves, that's the fact. Not one point in time did you ever hear Floyd Mayweather call out uh, an MMA fighter or a UFC fighter. In fact, what happens... Um, Adrian Broner goes around, and Adrian Broner now wants to fight a guy that's Conor McGregor's big, biggest rival in um, in the UFC, uh, Nate Diaz. Another guy who sat there and started calling out fighters like Jeff Lacey way past their prime. So, you know, this this and Floyd at no point in time was involved in any of this. So, if anything, you can be mad that Floyd's going to be making so much money, but you can't blame him for the shenanigans that took place here. The UFC has been just using him, springboarding him, and jumping off his back. Blame them. Blame everybody else. Don't blame Floyd. First of all, I I don't blame Floyd for making money. I, I don't. I, I applaud him for that. I, I blame him for, for, for pushing to have this fight count as the 50th fight. Second of all, you're that wrong. I can agree. You're wrong. Floyd Mayweather was calling out Conor McGregor most recently. He was the guy pushing to get the fight done. He did it on Showtime. He was saying that he wants to get it done, that he's trying, he's willing, he's ready. Uh, it's up to Dana White. It's up to McGregor now. The ball's in their hand. He said all of that. So he already bit the hook. And, and if you think that they didn't have preliminary discussions, at least Team Mayweather and Dana White, prior to any of them admitting that they were talking then I don't know what to say. This was a calculated, just like everything else that Floyd has done throughout his career, or at least for the last decade, this was a calculated, well-planned circus fight by Floyd Mayweather, and he reached out to the best guy in Conor McGregor in the UFC, knowing damn well that he wasn't going to stand a chance against himself, against Mayweather, in a boxing ring. That's why he, from day one, said that it was going to be a boxing fight, 100%. Boxing gloves, boxing ring, boxing rules. Because like Sal and I said much earlier, uh, you know, weeks ago when they first were talking about this, if Floyd would have went the other way and said, okay, I'll fight Conor McGregor, I'll box, but I'll stand, I'll fight him in a cage, I'll fight him, you know, with him being able to, to use his legs, that would have been impressive. That would have been something I would have uh, been first online to buy a ticket for. But not the way it is now, Dax. No way. Like I said, you know, our, you know, the, the one thing we agree on is that I don't believe it should count for his 50th win. I don't believe anybody else outside of maybe Floyd Mayweather does. But with the other, the thing that we disagree on and we're going to continue to disagree on is that, you know, something the UFC is the one that pushed this fight. They pushed it with Ronda Rousey. And if Ronda Rousey wasn't knocked out in brutal fashion and sent into a practical nervous breakdown and put on suicide watch because of a Holly Holm, uh, uh, Holly Holm beatdown, they would have still been harassing on that. You know, remember, they were coming around 
out the card with Ronda Rousey calling Floyd Mayweather a coward that he wouldn't fight her. So don't sit there and try and tell me the UFC hasn't sat there and harassed him uh, continuously time and again and to the point where Floyd Mayweather had no choice but to say, you know what, if you want it, you got it. And you know something? What often happens when you ask for something too much, you get something you really don't want, and that's going to be the case here because it's going to be a thorough embarrassment. Yeah, but Ronda, Ronda Rousey and the Floyd Mayweather thing came as, a, a, as the response to Floyd going through his woman-beating stuff. You know, and she was the top woman fighter in the UFC. They just used that and, and say, oh, yeah, they'll fight each other. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that they threw his name in there because he was in the press. He was in the newspaper clippings. Floyd was. As far as Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm, Holly Holm left boxing and went to MMA. She fought several fights at a championship level before stepping in with Ronda Rousey. Similarly, if Conor McGregor did the same thing, I wouldn't even be arguing the point right now. You know, if Conor McGregor went to boxing and fought a couple of fights and we got to see him as a pro, even if he put three fights under his belt, it would be easier to swallow than what we're being asked to swallow now, Dax. Maybe... And those points can't be disagreed on, you know, with with the uh, Conor McGregor not having any pro experience. Those point, those points aren't, you know, that's not a debate. The only debate I have is that, you know what, you can't put this on Floyd Mayweather. The UFC has pushed this, pushed this, and pushed this for years. And there, I don't want to hear the excuse on, well, because Floyd did something to some girl, that's why Ronda Rousey, who was the top woman fighter. Ronda Rousey, okay, for all the insults that people and criticism people give Floyd Mayweather, Ronda Rousey was the same thing in the UFC. And you know what? Holly Holm proved that. And then after Holly Holm, uh, uh, her very next return fight, that proved that as well. You know, So Ronda Rousey is the same thing. She was a hype machine, unlike Floyd Mayweather who can box, irregardless of what you think about how and when he fought guys. It, you know, it, it's, I just, it frust- the whole event frustrates me. I wish it wasn't happening, and it's just going to cause chaos, mass chaos throughout the sport. You know, in my opinion, what should be being talked about is a fight that's going to take place in September, a card in September that, you know, has gone totally under the radar, and that's the Superfly fight that's going to take place on September 9th, and that is the best card of the year signed so far with the most action-packed talent. Can anybody debate that with me and tell me it's not? No. No. That's the fight we all want to see. That's the fight that we've been waiting for. Yes, I agree. Mayweather shouldn't even be in the discussion. Uh, Dax, we've got to go pretty soon. Any final thoughts on the Ward Kovalev? I know you've been following social media, um, and I know you had some uh, opinions of uh, Tony Weeks' uh, uh, personal post and all that stuff. As far as, you know, it, it's done, it's over with. Sergey Kovalev made a mistake by not adjusting. Uh, Andre Ward and his team, they went after the body. Sergey Kovalev showed in the past he was weak to the body. If you remember when he fought Cedric Agnew, that was the one moment of success that Cedric Agnew had. Now, um, in terms of Andre Ward, he has a tough challenge ahead of him. Forget about Sergey Kovalev. Um, you know, forget about Adonis Stevenson. He has, you know, whether it's Bodzik uh, in a couple of years, whether it's Bivol, whether it's Arthur Peter B- Biev. As I state, these are guys that fight four times a year, and when you have that many titles, eventually you're going to have to fight them, or you're going to have to drop those belts. That's going to show the character of Andre Ward. Will he take on all these guys? Whether you think you're going to win or not, because they're going to come in a gauntlet, one after another, after another, after another. Now, you want to talk about shenanigans? We're going to talk about. I'm going to move up the cruiserweight, and I'm going to move up the heavyweight and fight Anthony. J- 
Joshua, irregardless of his boxing, irregardless of what you think, you know, something Anthony Joshua and John Ruiz are two different guys, so you're not going to sit there and do what Roy Jones did and go up there and just capture the title that easily, you know, so that again, it's just something else where, you know what, these are guys doing anything they can, not just Floyd Mayweather, not just Conor McGregor, but all of them do the same thing, just anything to get that attention and for shock value, it's more like reality TV, the only time that any real boxing goes on is what takes place between those ropes and that's you know that's that's the simple fact of it you know and that's you know what more is there to say about it you know it's just kind of beating a dead horse if you know what i mean and it's a shame because that superfly um title card that's going to take place on september 9th it's not going to get no kind of recognition and you're talking about you have six guys here that have a combined 199 and five with 149 knockouts and 43 combined world title fights and i've seen not one thing talked about it on social media other than tom law for putting out some type of post instead what are people focusing on they're po- focusing on stuff like this well we'll have plenty of time on that i'm sure oh, true boxing fans want to see that rematch with uh chocolito and of course the following week uh triple g and uh, uh canelo but i will say this uh just before we 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 let you go dax is i you know as much as i'm not a fan of andre ward and i'm especially not a fan of the way he acts um i will say this and i want to make it perfectly clear that the truth of the matter is that should Andre Ward move up to cruiserweight and or heavyweight, win, lose, or draw, I got to respect that. And the reason why I respect it is because that's what great champions do. They fight outside their comfort zone. They go after things to cement their legacies and prove that they can do things that people say they can't. Now, many people said that he could not beat Kovalev once, let alone twice, and he did. He, uh, he was not the favorite going into Super 6, and he won that. Now, if he could come out and, and, and win a significant fight as a cruiserweight, even a, even a title, d- despite the fact we have so many titles, and then even do the same in the heavyweight division, uh, mm-hmm. how could you not, even if he loses, how could you not respect him for going out and and trying it, something we've been talking a lot about Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Name one time Floyd Mayweather has went outside his comfort zone and, and fought a, a a a fight that proves that he's as great as he says he is. Not once has he done it. He won't even fight outside of Vegas. I mean, give me a break. And Andre Ward goes out of off. The, uh, he goes out of Oakland so often. I no, know. no, I'm Andre not Ward saying that. Listen, listen, listen. Andre Andre Ward can't draw flies to a garbage convention. That was not the point. <laughs> the point is, is that Andre Ward listening, at least saying that. Uh, well, we'll we'll all see if it's uh, BS uh, uh, that he's talking about. But if he did try to capture a title at cruiserweight or even heavyweight. That at least shows that he's leaving a comfort zone. I'm sorry. You got to give him credit for that. That you do. You have to give any fighter credit for that. But, you know, we'll see when it happens. As of right now, it's just talk. Before I do go, here's a few things to think about. Uh, Guys that talk a lot 
Billy Joe Saunders, who talks a lot, and all that talk that he had against uh, Curtsy, and he wanted to street fight Curtsy, and then two weeks later, Curtsy is arrested, and he's uh, suspected of being the head of the Russian mob. Does Billy Joe Saunders want that street fight now or no? Also, Billy Joe Saunders, I believe him and Daniel Jacobs are going to fight um, on the undercard for uh, uh, Triple G and Canelo for uh, Triple uh, for um, Saunders' title. Who's the winner going to be there? Brian uh, Jennings, he just signed with Top Rank, and uh, Pacquiao Warren's going to be shown on ESPN uh, in the new Top Rank deal. Vladimir Klitschko says he's not really sure if he's going to take uh, the Joshua fight. Cabral Pulev is the next guy lined up. And what about oh. Deontay Wilder turning down $3.5 million to face Dillian White in the U.K.? Deontay Wilder's a fraud, Dax. We all know that. But uh, anyway, Dax, thanks for uh, all your comments, and we'll look forward to you later in the week, brother. All right, everybody. I'll speak to you then. Take care, Dax. That's uh, Dax Khan and uh, giving us uh, his thoughts on a lot of stuff. Uh, Sal, uh, what's your thoughts? Well, same thing. I mean, it's uh, it is it's uh, nothing much building on that. It was uh, just uh, good comments, and uh, I agree with Dax on a lot of levels. But uh, you know, the whole thing that he was saying about. Uh, it's not necessarily Mayweather's fault, except he did drive for it, and he did approve of it, and he did let the people come after him, and, and he also wanted it to. So, you know, we, uh, we're we going to talk about this for, for a whole nother two months. So, you know, we're going to have different ideas, opinions, and see how this goes. But, you know, it's going to be a topic. It's going to be a topic. I got a lot of topics we could talk about. Yeah, well, we got to stick to boxing. <laughs> well, I know. I got, I know. Did you see what I actually picked up from you last week? Yeah. Did Have you opened it? Yes, I have opened it. And have you did started you see, to read it? This is Billy C's book that he talks about every day, and it's a great book. I started reading it. And look, you even autographed it for me, Bill. Yeah, I did. I appreciate that, pal. I did. I it's on my library books. Do you want to know, Bill? Not to get sidetracked. Do you want to see what I came across yesterday on my library? What? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see. Billy, this is going to hit you home, pal. Oh, yeah. That's my Look man, Billy Costello. I, I, I have, Billy Costello. I, I, have, uh, I have several of those copies of the book I was, I was giving away. That, uh, we talked about that uh, while I was down there. But the, Hey, by the way, for anybody that happens to be watching on our experimental feed on Facebook Live, you're only seeing me. You're not seeing... Uh, like you didn't see Dax and you didn't see Sal right now holding up all his little toys. Uh, so the bottom line is if you go over to uh, our YouTube channel uh, or uh, right up on BillyCBoxing.com, you'll get the same version of the show that we broadcast on TV. Uh, so uh, it's well, uh, it's the video, it's it's a better video experience than what you've seen on fight, uh, FaceTime or Facebook Live. I don't know. But hey, Sal, let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we got a fight that's on tonight I'm going to talk about. And uh, Dax uh, mentioned some other things that I'm going to talk about uh, after uh, we get back uh, from break. And that's happening in about two. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com.
And we're back. You're listening and watching the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, we're starting to, uh, my blood pressure's starting to rise higher and higher and higher about this uh, Mayweather McGregor talk, Sal. But uh, I got some news. You know, Dax uh, uh, mentioned it real quick before he left. But uh, 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 Curtsy, who was uh, scheduled to fight Billy Joe Saunders for the. Uh, uh, title for Billy Joe Saunders, uh, WBO middleweight title, was charged, officially charged uh, last week with the RICO conspiracy and con- conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Um, the FBI uh, uh, arrested him and 33 other members of what they call a Russian crime syndicate uh, with uh, varying uh, forms of conspiracy including the uh, Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, which is what RICO stands for, wire fraud, identity fraud, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, interim WBO middleweight champ, uh, Anvintili Kurtzi, was uh, one of the guys that was arrested. Uh, He was uh, charged with the RICO conspiracy and uh, uh, conspiracy to commit wire fraud. He faces uh, up to 20 years in prison, uh, and then uh, three years supervised released, a $250,000 fine or uh, twice his gross uh, gain loss, uh, whatever that is. So uh, uh, needless to say, the WBO stripped him of his uh, interim title, Sal. Any thoughts on that? Is I'll tell you, I, I know one guy I don't want to be <laughs> today. I'll tell you. It, it's, I don't even know where to start with that, Bill, but that's a, that's a hell of a way to get out of a fight. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't think, uh, I think that he just, uh, I don't know if he wanted to get out of the fight, but, nah, uh, but, but, he, uh, uh, but he definitely got out of it, you know. When speaking about <laughs> it being arrested, how about Deontay Wilder? Uh, arrested for uh, possession of marijuana. Now, normally I don't really care, I, and I think that, you know, uh, pot, uh, especially uh, uh, in boxing, uh, really nobody should give a rat's ass about uh, marijuana use in boxing because it doesn't enhance the fighter. As a matter of fact, it hurts the fighter. But this is uh, not anything to do with boxing. This happens to be uh, based on the laws of the state of Alabama. And when uh, Deontay Wilder was uh, involved in a uh, routine traffic stop, uh, the police uh, uh, sm- claim they smelled marijuana and um, basically uh, found some in uh, uh, Deontay Wilder's car. He was arrested, uh, charged with second degree unlawful possession of marijuana and uh, got a re- citation uh, for the uh, uh, charge or actually received a citation for his uh, illegal window tint and uh, was released on the second-degree possession of marijuana charge after he posted a $1,000 bond. Uh, but, but here's the best part. Deontay Wilder has been uh, in uh, trouble before. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when, uh, in 2013, uh, when Floyd Mayweather and Robert Ghost Guerrero uh, fought in Vegas, uh, uh, Deontay Wilder was arrested uh, for beating up a, a woman. And, uh, you know, he got charged with uh, a domestic violence case. And uh, at the time uh, of that arrest, Deontay Wilders, uh, they managed to put some duct tape on his mouth. And his lawyers uh, said, 
uh, and I quote, Deontay instinctively acted under the false impression that someone was stealing from him, his, his lawyer at the time said, but that wasn't the, the case. He regrets his actions. He's extremely regretful because this is not, this is not consistent with his reputation. He uh, and the victim have spoken about this, and the victim has accepted his apology uh, and his check. Uh, and uh, we hope this matter was brought to a, a resolution soon. That was back in 2013. Now, uh, his, his lawyer uh, for this case, uh, which is uh, the same lawyer, Mr. Paul Patterson, uh, was uh, commented on this arrest. He said, Deontay's been out of the state for several days. Uh, he returned home from Georgia driving his Rolls Royce and selected his Cadillac Escalade from his fleet of vehicles uh, to run uh, uh, errands. Uh, he said uh, uh, the, the uh, marijuana in his vehicle didn't belong to him and someone else had used his vehicle while he was out of town. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think that uh, Wilder has the correct lawyers that know what to say in terms of the exact verbiage and when to say it, Sal. What do you think? Well, that's why you hire good lawyers and, uh, you know, you have a spin on things. We can talk about how many people uh, on uh, on a world stage have uh, done just that. And uh, Deontay Wilder, he's got this team and I guess they're doing their job what they're paid to do. And that's, uh, that's well, it's something else. I'll tell you, I don't know what the heck he's doing with uh, driving with pot in his car and uh Certainly, uh, I don't know why he was stopped. Probably, like you said, maybe the tinted windows were too dark, whatever the heck. But still, violation is a violation, and he gets caught with uh, other things. And boy, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a shame, but he shouldn't have had it. Listen, I, like I said, you know, marijuana is not going to help any fighter win a fight. No. I mean, just ask Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So, I mean, to have it on the, you know, uh, list of uh, uh, substances that they shouldn't have, whatever. But each individual, whether you're a fighter or not, have to follow your own state laws. And the state law in the state of Alabama says you're not allowed to have it. In other states, it's legal. In other states, medical use, it's legal. Other states, it's decriminalized, meaning that you get a ticket. You don't even get arrested, like here in New York. Uh, but in the state of Alabama, obviously, it's still a major uh, major issue. So whether it's true or not, whether somebody else, you know, borrowed his car and just recently smoked in it because uh, the police said they smelled it and that's what prompted them to really do a search of the car in the addition to the window tint. I, I have some advice for uh, anybody that lives in a state that, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be uh, doing anything with marijuana. Here's, here's some advice. Don't do it in a car. And if you do do it in a car, don't leave it in the, in the console like stupid Deontay did or whoever. You know, I mean, give me a break. You know, the only way to get if a, if a policeman or anybody else, an officer, whatever you want to call him, an officer, let's say that because there's police women. Uh, if they smell it and they give have a reason to search your car, you better make damn sure you don't have any more in the car. Because then you can say, I don't know what you're talking about. The smell, I don't know what the smell is. Maybe I, maybe I fought it or something. I don't know. You know, but the truth of the matter is, is dumb, 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 dumb. Right, Sal? Uh, yeah, and uh, maybe there's a reason why those uh, windows were tinted so dark. Well, the truth so of the matter is, is uh, that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> you know, like here in New York, it's the same thing. You're not supposed oh, yeah. to have dark tinted windows. Uh, you know, only factory tint. 
you know those uh, those other uh, windows like lim cold. limo. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and and it's actually dangerous for the police. There's been many times when uh, you know somebody's behind that window, you can't see in. It's mirrored, and uh, you know they're pointing a gun at the cop, and and they've been shot. You know, so um, you know there's reasons. But if you're going to drive around in a car that's got something illegal, that's prompting you to get pulled over. Well, I wouldn't be having anything else in the car. And I certainly, yeah. maybe, if you're going to smoke or do whatever you're going to do with marijuana, um, do it and then get in the car. Well, maybe you shouldn't even, I shouldn't be telling you to do that anyway. But uh, but anyway, Sal, it's a, it's a tough one. have a handbook. A but I tell you, it's interesting to hear what Dak said, that Deontay Wilder turned down $3.5 to fight uh, uh, in uh, uh, in England against Dillian White. I mean, that shouldn't oh, yeah. even be a hard fight for him. That just goes to show you Deontay Wilder is nothing but a fraud. I mean, you know, maybe he's waiting uh, to make a big payday against AJ, which I don't think he'll ever want to fight Anthony Joshua, uh, maybe Joseph Parker. I, I don't know. But any one of those real fighters, uh, Deontay doesn't stand a chance with. What do you think? I think I believe you, and I, and I think the same. Um, but there are many people that will uh, debate and think that uh, Anthony Joshua really will be beaten by uh, Deontay Wilder just because of Deontay's uh, style and, and uh, his ability to, uh, with his lanky arms and everything else, to jab and maybe box from the outside. I don't see that. But, uh, yeah, you do have those fans that, that do claim and do think that he uh, – is capable of beating uh, a lot of people, and that's why he's a champion. And uh, and uh, whatever is going to be elongated by whatever forces may be, um, you know, it's not going to be in the heart of hearts of, of you and I or uh, the big fight fan until he solidifies uh, the opportunity to fight an Anthony Joshua or somebody of, of that make You know, even even Klitschko. Tonight uh, on uh, Fox Sports, we got Tuesday Night Fights. It's a Mayweather Promotions production, and the main event is going to have uh, Eric, uh, Eddie Ramirez uh, taking on Eric Bone uh, in a uh, what I think is going to be a uh, junior uh, lightweight fight. Uh, I'm sorry, a junior middleweight, a junior uh, uh, welterweight fight. Uh, that's what it's uh, being uh, billed as, Ramirez. Uh, is a junior welterweight ranked at number 21 in the world by the computer. He's 25 years old. He's undefeated with 16 uh, wins, 11 coming by knockout, giving him a 69% uh, winning percentage. His last uh, uh, four fights have been against decent opposition, uh, winning three by knockout and going the distance with one uh, in uh, – uh, in uh, April of last year, he fought uh, Osumanai Agaka, uh, Agbaka, and uh, he beat him by second-round knockout, 32-9, and one was uh, Agaba's record, and I'm killing his name. Jesse Roman, 20 wins and two losses, was the only guy in his last four fights to go to distance with him, a 10-round win via decision. He knocked out Kevin Watts, who was undefeated at 11-0 in seven. And Ryan Carl, who was also undefeated at 13-0, uh, couldn't get out of the ninth round. He quit on his stool. Now Ramirez steps in the ring uh, with uh, a guy that's been in tough, uh, Eric Bone. Uh, he's got a career record of 16 wins, four coming, uh, eight coming by knockout with four losses, one in which he was stopped, 40% uh, knockout ratio. He's not ranked. But when he's last 40, fought at welterweight and was ranked at welterweight, the reason why he's not ranked by the computer is because he's been out for over a year. His last fight was May 28th of last year. 
but uh, Bone is coming off of uh, three losses in a row. Uh, his uh, last three uh, in uh, March of 2015, Sean Porter knocked him out in five. Uh, Chris Algieri uh, beat him a uh, 10-round decision in December of uh, 2015. And last year, uh, he lost a 10-round decision to Miguel Vasquez uh, in uh, a big fight uh, at uh, Cowboys uh, Stadium in Texas. Uh, and that was his last fight. So those last three fights, all against world-class opposition. Uh, his other loss was against Alberto Masquara uh, when he fought for a Latino title back in uh, 2013 uh, and lost a 12-round split decision. Um, this is a decent fighter. Uh, as far as their uh, tale of the tape, I mean, they're both very uh, similar um, in every aspect, uh, Eric Bone is 28 years old. Uh, Eddie Ramirez is 25. Ramirez is five foot eight. Eric Bone is five foot nine. Uh, Eddie Ramirez has a 68 inch reach. Eric Bone has a 70 inch reach. So this ought to be an interesting fight. The big question I have, Sal, is the over a year out of the ring going to affect Eric Bone and? coming off with three losses, but against all-world-class opposition, will that help or hurt him? What's your thoughts? I'll tell you what. The year being off can hurt him if he's not having right. ring. How much gym work did he get? How many How many rounds did he spar? Why was he off for so long? And was he capable of, of uh, you know, with his body uh, getting it back into the condition that he's going to have to endure tonight and uh those are big questions we're gonna find some answers right away uh mentally uh as long as he is in the right frame of mind and ready for the competition he should be able to do it and do a good job coming off the losses that he had against world-class uh, opponents you know that this is his chance to really just regroup and say hey i'm gonna make a statement i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna fight i'm gonna fight to win We'll see if he can. Uh, obviously, I think he is the opponent, and uh, we'll see how he how he lasts and how he fares. Well, you know, Eddie Ramirez, uh, I don't think, uh, I mean, his last three fights, the last five fights have been against decent opposition, but I think uh, Eric Bone, should he come in uh, with a positive attitude and, and you know, uh, come in in shape like you suggest, I think uh, maybe the, the time out of the ring might help him. I think it's going to be a good fight. Uh, I don't have an official prediction because I think it's going to be a, a, a good fight. I, I, I actually think it's a 50-50 fight tonight, uh, despite the layoff. Uh, Eddie Ramirez has been uh, more active. He's already fought once this year, uh, so you'd have to lean towards him. He is the A-side of this fight, but don't count out Eric Bone. So uh, tune in for that one. We'll give you the fight results on that one tomorrow. Uh, but, Sal, on this day in boxing history, June 20th, yes. uh, in 1960, Floyd Patterson knocks out Ingemar Johansson in the fifth round to become the first boxer to regain the world heavyweight title. And that fight took place in New York. On this day in 1942, wow. Freddie Mills knocks out uh, Len Harvey in the second round to win the vacant British world light heavyweight title. And that took place in London. On this day in 1980, Roberto Duran wins a 15-round decision over Sugar Ray Leonard to win the WBC World Welterweight title in Montreal. Sal, you just said this was one of your favorite fights uh, when we were together last yes, week. Yes, it was. And it was. finally, on this day, June 20th, 1981, Alexis Arguello wins a 15-round decision over Jim Watt to win the uh, WBC World Lightweight title that took place in London. 
uh, on this day. Now, we told you we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, in terms of our uh, event that we're holding uh, on St. Simon's Island at the Sea Palms Resort uh, on uh, August uh, uh, 25th and 26th. Uh, it will uh, culminate uh, by watching the uh, Mayweather-McGregor fight. Uh, even though we're not into it, we are going to have a gathering, so you'll have much more fun watching that fight with us. Uh, there'll be a golf uh, outing. There'll be uh, some other stuff that we got planned, uh, food, uh, all that stuff, and it's very affordable priced. The uh, CPOMS has worked out some great numbers, so drop me an email for information on that, Billy at Talking boxing t-a-l-k-i-n-b-o-x-i-n-g.com and i will uh give you more information on that and as the week goes on we'll update you on exactly what's going on but uh sal it was a great show glad to be back and uh like everyone else i uh leave everyone uh with uh with this make sure that you tune in tomorrow morning same bat time same bat channel until then ciao baby Dan <laughs> <laughs>